Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is Sunday of a bye week, October 17th. We're almost to Halloween, two weeks from Halloween. Um, I don't know if anyone else in the world is excited for that, but I am. And so uh, Sunday of a bye week, myself, TJ Pittenger, Richie Barnes. How are you doing today, bud? Yeah, TJ, I, I love Halloween, so I, I don't know uh, why anybody would not. Um, shout out the Don't Go Out There podcast. I actually just bought a shirt from them today <laughs> just because I was, I was in the mood. Um, but yeah, it's, it was a great weekend because the Bucks took care of business on Thursday night. Uh, I didn't know until I woke up Friday morning because that's what I do when the Bucks play on a weeknight. And, uh, you know, Florida State does not lose. And a couple in-state schools, well, all of them took some L's this weekend. So a great weekend of football so far. And there's a really bad football game going on right now. A, a bad, good football game. It's kind of like a dog. It's really ugly that he gets cute. Like, that's what this is. Um so, yeah, like that was just a terrible pass that <laughs> set through over the middle and Waddle found a way to go up and get it. But like, it was a terrible pass, not good. So, anyway, yeah, no, excited to uh, excited to be here, excited to do this. It has been three weeks since Florida State lost a football game. Yeah. Um, hoping to get that streak up to four next Sunday when we do this again as Florida State takes on the easiest opponent left on the schedule. Um, we'll be pretty quick today. We appreciate those hanging out and tuning in. Just want to kind of stay consistent and keep doing this, but uh, we'll be fairly quick. Obviously, no game to break down. We'll talk a little bit about some of the rivals' falters, um, a couple of them that ended up losing games, one that ended up winning a game on Friday night. We'll talk some recruiting, talk a little season outlook, and then get out of here um, after maybe talking just a little bit of national football. We'll see how how far we get and how quickly Richie needs to get over to SeaWorld. Um, Richie's definitely casual Sunday over here. Sun's out, gun's out. It's nice weather out today. Feels, Does it, it feel was, good in Orlando? It feels great outside. It, it was gorgeous, and I and I knew it. So, I was, you know, spoiler, I was supposed to do, like, a bunch of stuff around the house yesterday. We have a company coming to stay with us. So I have a family of four staying with us tonight. And I put off the yard work, and I woke up around 6 this morning, went outside and I, I was actually happy. I was did probably an hour of yard work and did not break a sweat. It felt amazing. Uh, I'm sure it'll be a little more toasty when I head out to SeaWorld here in a few, uh, but always a good time going there. It's great for adults, kids, doesn't really matter. If, if you can't have a good time at SeaWorld, I, you know, you probably watch Blackfish one too many times. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I got up and took the kids to church. My wife's in Orlando with her mom at like on like a girl's weekend. So I stepped outside and I was like, holy cow, this feels amazing. So I'm about to go drop the kids off with my mom and then work on cleaning out my garage today. And so I'm excited to be able to do that today. I'm glad I didn't get as far yesterday as I wanted to in that because well, real, in, real quick, in TJ, good weather. I, I saw the best tweet this morning. Um, I don't know if anybody noticed yesterday, but Tom Brady tweeted something like, I, you know, I miss uh, having a real fall. Uh, Giselle quoted said, Oh, are we looking for a trade? And then someone tweeted today, I forget who it was, but he's like, Tom Brady says he misses fall. The very next morning we have a brisk, cool weather in Tampa. God is real. Okay. Not to one up your Tom Brady tweet, but did you see what Lane Kiffin tweeted? Because that's the tweet. Uh, of the, that's the tweet of all life. Or like, it was like last night at one thirty in the morning. He's been tweeting a lot. This is a tweet of, of like ever. He tweeted Vol football and with a bunch of orange hearts. And then it's the George Costanza 
Let me see if I can just do this. Let me just see if see, I can I was just... never a Seinfeld guy, so I, it's, well, it's that's part of your that's part of your problem there. But anyway, yeah, no, <laughs> it, this is here. I can pull it up for those watching. Um, it's where George is like the marine biologist, and he pulls the golf ball out of the whale to save his oh. life or whatever. And so, anyway, I love that he got hit by a golf ball yesterday. <laughs> obviously, Lane holding the golf ball at the end of the. Uh, at the end of the game was was pretty fantastic. Um, here I love it that is. he threw his vi- here it is for those threw his visor into the stands as well. Yeah, here's his uh, here's Uh-oh. his tweet. So <laughs> at, for those for those uh, watching or subscribed on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, wherever that um, is great, you get to see it. So yeah, I, that's I, that's pretty hilarious. I mean, he he is funny. So well, even his pregame interview, he's uh, he stops the interview. He's like, "Hey, I don't think they like me here." And the ESPN yeah. guy's like, "Yeah, I don't think they do either." He is he's pretty hilarious. So all right, cool. Let's jump into this. Let's talk some stuff and let's get out of here. Double fries, no slaw. Brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at eighteen eighteen West Tennessee Street and twenty five fifty North Monroe. Make sure you get your gut box, double fries, no slaw. Richie pounding the IPAs before noon today. Got to love to see that. Absolutely. Um, it's, uh, again, Bi- celebr- bi-weekend SeaWorld with toddlers. <laughs> bi-week beers. And, yeah, SeaWorld with toddlers more so. Um, okay, so a little bit of recruiting. We don't dive deep into this. Maybe we should have got Sonona or Newberg or somebody on to talk about some of this stuff. But um, some concern in the Florida State world that was quickly, quickly um, – maybe appeased is the right word or, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Quenched. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what the right word there is. I don't get paid to write for a living, but um, Travis Hunter visits UGA for their matchup with Kentucky, which we may or may not have some time to talk about at the very end of the show. Um, obviously everybody kind of freaks out because Travis Hunter, Florida state's number one commit and number one player in the nation taking his second visit this month to Georgia uh, had some people worried he came out and basically put out a tweet that said, hey, don't don't read it. Like, I'm so committed. FSU is my dream school. Went on an interview Thursday night when his high school was playing and basically said, like, look, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I got You got nothing to worry about, blah, 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 blah. Richie, your worry level, does that feel like one of those, like, he's just saying the right things? Or, I mean, you'd rather him say that he's not leaving than just be silent, right? Like, but what are your yeah. what's your thoughts around it? It's it's tricky because you know the the one visit to Georgia you know a week or two ago what you know not a big deal again he lives thirty minutes from there so so it's an easy trip for him you know and again it was another good game it was two six no teams college game day was there he lives thirty minutes Florida State's on a bye um, I'll say this my worry level right now on a scale of one to ten maybe a two point five but if he shows up to you know a two or three more Georgia games at, at that point then yeah, that worry level can increase. But again, Florida state's on a buy, you know, he's a football player. He, and here's, I said something yesterday and I stand by it. If I was a five-star number one player in the country, I would take all five official visits and I'd be at a different football game every single week. I just don't see why you wouldn't take advantage of that as a 17, 18 year old kid who has a chance to, you know, play anywhere in the country he wants to. He sounds like he's still locked in at Florida state. Again, it, it I'm not worried yet. I certainly get why Florida State fans are worried. I, I'd almost rather him show up at like Alabama or, you know, different schools instead of the same school for two weeks. Um, but again, if he shows up to the next, uh, you know, the rest of the Georgia home games and doesn't get back to Tallahassee, 
you can worry, but I think he's going to be in Tallahassee when Florida State hosts Miami, a game that we might have a chance to win now. Um, so I'm, I'm not overly concerned about Hunter at all. Uh, Sam McCall, who's Travis Hunter's kind of been the, the one who got him in the boat, said the same thing. He said, you know, he's locked in, but he's keeping an eye on coaching changes potentially. Uh, the class as a whole, I know we'll, we'll get into one decommit here really shortly. But as a whole, I, I think the class is pretty solid because most of these guys said yes to a team that had won three games last year, right? It's not like they said yes to a team that just went to the playoff and then fell off of the fell off an edge, you know? Yeah, for sure. And uh, yeah, slightly concerning, you know, my buddy Aaron put out the tweet that said something like, you know, Norvell texting him to, yeah. you know, put out, you know, <laughs> stay, I'm, I'm so committed tweet or whatever. Um you know, you'd rather him say something, not say something, right? Because if he was just silent, you're automatically going to assume the worst. Um, but, you know, he probably ends up at Florida State. Obviously, anything could happen. Kind of you see how Florida State's season's panning out. Well, I've been told is they've told these kids that they were going to go six and six, and they're probably not going to do that. But there's a chance they get to four or five wins. And so I think that you can kind of sell five and seven, and, and you'll have to upset somebody to do that. But, um, you know, if you can get there, I think you'll be in, in pretty good shape. Um, like I said, you'd rather him say something than not. Um, and so he's going to do what every other kid's going to do. You know, I'm committed until I'm not. You know, they're all committed until they're not. So, um, And it's much you know. easier to keep a kid committed than to flip someone. So I think that's that's where Florida State fans need to feel, you know, happy about. I know we're going to talk about a decommit here, but Travis Hunter, he's given no indications of even considering decommitting. So it – and he seems like a guy who's, uh, I'm pretty sure he's an early enrollee who will be signing in December. So Florida State, just don't crap the bed from here on out. And I think we're going to sign Travis Hunter. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some of that. We're going to talk about what um, things look like for Florida State going down the stretch. We are at the midweek, uh, the midway point of the season. So um, by came at a, what I think is a good time. Uh, we had somebody ask about that earlier in the year, but by came at a good time focus for this UMass game and then go out and, and play a Clemson team that, that looks beatable. We'll, we'll talk about that schedule in just a moment. You mentioned a decommit, a Lou Ball, um, been in the works for a while, ended up decommitting offensive lineman. UGA seems like that's where he'll end up. Was it? I saw some chatter about this on time. Was he at the game yesterday as well? I don't know if that was just chatter or not. I never saw that confirmed. Um, but Looks like that'll end up being UGA. Not a great, not a great situation there for Florida State to lose uh, a Lou Ball, but at the end of the day, it is what it is, right? And, and that's where Florida State is, right? You know, where we're sitting here, we're, like we're encouraged going back to the second half of that Louisville game, where Florida State's defense kind of dominated, and uh, you know they played well since. You know, beat Syracuse, and it was close, it, closer than it probably should have been, and then kind of handled North Carolina. But yeah, Alou Ba, I mean. Uh, Look at Georgia, just turn the TV on. They are the most dominant team in the country right now. Probably the most dominant we've seen since that uh, the LSU team with uh, Joe Brady and um, Joe Burrow. Yeah, it, it makes sense. And you're not going to keep everybody on this commit list. We said that a few weeks ago. And again, we don't get into recruiting, but it was clear. We're not going to keep everybody when we started 0-4. Um, Alu Baz was trending before even the, before the season started. A lot of insiders are saying, yeah, Georgia's one to watch here. You can't be upset about that one. Uh, you know, Elijah Pritchett committing to Bama. So, so a couple of offensive line misses. But look who you're losing to. 
Bama and Georgia, right? <laughs> like that's not the worst thing in the world. If you can still beat, you know, the other 125 teams that are not Clemson, Ohio State, Bama, Georgia, and whoever number five is you want, Oklahoma, you want to throw in there. So it, it sucks, but Florida State still has the number 11th ranked class in the country, according to the 247 composite. Um, 17 total commits. I think they'll be pretty active in the portal again. So yeah, it sucks to lose Ba, and, and there's no sugarcoating that. That's a guy that you definitely wanted in this class, but you still have a lot of, you know, quality offensive linemen committed, and hopefully you find one in the portal. You know, maybe you can find a sleeper, and we'll be okay. And Ba's probably not going to be the last guy to to defect from this class. But he's still Mike Norvell still has the number eleven class in the country, and if he can close the top fifteen class on a four and eight or five and seven season, I think you gladly take that, especially if it involves guys like McCall Hunter and AJ Duffy. Yeah. Speaking of the portal, Brian Robinson, wide receiver transfer or puts his name in the portal. Um, wide receiver depth is is not something that Florida State has right now <laughs> any, at, at any kind of measure. Um, you know, but it also kind of fits that, you know, not to, you know, put lipstick on a pig or whatever kind of cliche you use. It also, that also kind of like fits the kind of team that we have right now. Obviously we want to run the ball a lot. We want to use Travis's legs. We want to use wide receivers sparingly and in big moments and in big spots. You mentioned Wilson and uh, uh, Helton the other day had three catches for three yeah. touchdowns. Right. And so I think we, we want to, now obviously you're not going to go three for three like that every single week with, with your, guys but be nice to have that efficiency I think, I think we want to um i think that's kind of the offense kind of want to run but brian robinson hits the transfer portal um will doesn't seem like he'll continue on with florida state i know guys have jumped in and jumped back out but uh that that doesn't seem like one that that'll be coming back anytime soon <laughs> no and it you know it stinks that, again he's a south florida talent you know five six one kid who uh, you know very talented but he, he's not been healthy the vast majority of the time he's been here uh, sounded like he had a promising spring or fall camp, but I don't know if he is healthy and he's not seen the field now. Uh, it, it's interesting, and uh, I don't judge any high or any college kid who hops in the portal because I've I've never been in that position before. I just don't know why you do it in the middle of the season. Um, continue to work with the team, get the reps, get the practice, and maybe you do see the field and, and can put some things on tape that another school would say, "Hey, I could use that guy." I don't know. Again, best of luck to him. Uh, it just didn't work out for him at Florida State, which sucks because he was a very, I think he was a top 100 player coming out of high school. And he, he picked Florida State over Florida. So it was, it was a big get, but just did not work out for, for the Garnet Gold this time around. He was a four-star, just to put a little context with that, four-star, top one, top 200 kid. He was number 180 okay. player nationally, 32nd best wide receiver, 28th in the state of Florida. So, But a good prospect, a, a good four-star. Yeah. Um, and he still has a good future potentially. So yeah. best of luck. For sure. Um, all right. Little midseason review. Richie put some stats in here for us. Um, oh my goodness. Is Tua playing? Was that Tua that just threw that? That I, I don't have my I don't have the TV on in here, so I, I have not been watching for the past uh 15 minutes or so. It's the uh it's the dueling turnovers. Trevor Lawrence just had a strip sack, and then it looked like the very next play, Tua just threw it. I, I don't know. There was not a wide receiver in the area, it just you know that first half was comically bad. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> the third quarter is not much better. So. Like Miami's punter had punts for thirty and thirty-seven yards in the first half. I wonder if I can. All right, I'm gonna. We're probably gonna get banned for doing this, but share screen. Hold on, let's see if I can do this real quick. Look, this is bad. Like, 
There's nobody even there. Who is he throwing that to? What yeah. in the world was that? And 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 Miami fans, I hate to be the <laughs> bearer of bad news. Y'all could have had Justin Herbert, and you did not want him. Or um, Deshaun Watson. So anyway, um, they want. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, rough there. We'll probably get banned for showing an NFL clip for 15 seconds on on our on our page. <laughs> um, but. Uh, Okay, Richie put some numbers together. Let's talk about FSU midseason review. That's kind of our recruiting and 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 depth chart um, kind of breakdown. The other thing I'll say is, like I said, I think the bye comes at a great time. Perfect. Guys looked pretty healthy last week. You'd hope that they stay healthy during a bye and then against a, an easier opponent in UMass. You'd, you'd hope that you can kind of stay healthy and be kind of all cylinders go uh, against that Clemson game. So Florida State and the S&P Plus, 55th overall. Number 36 on offense, 71 defense, 42 special teams. Does it shock you that Florida State have a, has a top three, uh, top three, top one third offense in, in college football? Um, that their offense is ranked in the top yeah. third of all teams? Gosh, I can't speak, but <laughs> I think you knew what I was trying to say. Yeah. No, that, it, and it, it makes me wonder. And I do think bringing McKenzie Milton in was the right thing because I, I think he's done phenomenal things in that locker room. But it makes you wonder if Jordan Travis, and of course, he's got to be healthy. But if he had been healthy and played every game this year, are they a top 25 offense? Because when Jordan Travis, as unorthodox as it may be, when he's on the field, they score touchdowns. They they scored a lot against Notre Dame, you know, a lot against Syracuse in North Carolina this last week for Florida State standards currently. Um, but yeah, I'm not overly surprised. And when you think of like a guy like Treshawn Ward, who's the number one running back in college football, according to Pro Football Focus, you have some stuff to work with, and uh, it's exciting. But again, Jordan Travis just has to stay healthy because, uh, and I love the McKenzie Milton story, but that offense, if McKenzie Milton's playing every single snap this year, is probably in the 60s or 70s. Yeah, no. And, and you just, it's frustrating because if Jordan had been playing, um, you know, all of the games, probably are sitting at i don't know three and three worst case i worst mean case, even yeah. if you took, you don't lose you took the, state yeah. yeah even if you took the louisville game, and and milton did enough uh, it wasn't by much but milton probably did enough to win that game too uh, defense you know, let him down for 30 minutes yeah, yeah. so you know I, I don't want to put that loss all on milton at all but uh yeah it's, it's frustrating because had travis been healthy you you Probably win the Jacksonville State. You almost assuredly win the Jacksonville State. And then you probably have a pretty good chance to beat uh, Louisville as well. Um, Milton did lead the comeback against Louisville. And I'll say that. Like, he he did yeah, play much better sure. in the second half. And, um, you know. Parchment may have let him down on that last play a little bit. So, you know, frustrating. But it probably means you would be four and three next week if, if, and when you beat UMass, if yeah. you just had that Jacksonville state game. And so how much different does this season feel at four and three? And then obviously how much different does it feel at five and two with a, well, a, a, a loss to the best team in the ACC that was kind of disappointing. And then a big, um, a, a good loss to, to Notre Dame. Right. Yeah. So, well, it's, it's funny. I was, I was went back to check our season preview episode with uh, Sam Moore of listen up podcast. Shout out to him. And I had us at three and four at this point in the season or after UMass. So I had us at three and four after UMass. I just did not pick the games, right? Because who could have saw Jacksonville State coming? And, you know, it, it is what it is. But I, I think w there's still a path to get to six wins. It's going to be extremely tough, though. But I think we can 
penciling a win this week. So we're at three and four. We have to win three more games. Are they out there? I don't know. You know, TJ, I think you're about to go over some uh, SP plus rankings for the final opponents on the schedule. Uh, they are not updated after this past weekend, and that should be clear when TJ reads these out. Yeah, because they should change and, <laughs> and move a little bit around. But going into this weekend, um, UMass was 128, um, Clemson 5, NC State 37, Miami 26, BC 35, and UF 4. I do think that some of those teams are going to drop. Clemson will drop. UF will drop. NC State may rise. BC yeah. will drop. Miami will drop. Um, NC State had an impressive win this weekend. Um, we we look at the ESPN percentage breakdowns quite often here. Um, still saying that Clemson has a about a 90% chance to win that game. Um, NC State has about a 75% chance to win in Tallahassee. Uh, Miami has about a 65% chance to win in Tallahassee. Boston College, about a 67% chance to win. And then Florida with about 90 as well. A little a shade over 90. So Florida State has a little bit less than 10% according to them. Um, I do think those are updated. I, I checked them late last night. They were slightly different, like percentage points different. Um, some of them went in our favor, a percentage point or two. Nothing changed drastically. Uh, the one I didn't mention was, of course, they have a 97% chance to beat UMass. Obviously, if that one, if that, if we lose to UMass, I don't know that I'm doing a show next week. So, um, you know, that's the yeah, Harlan to do this with you, but uh, Mike's got to go if you lose, yeah, yeah we, we ain't losing to Walt Bell and Dante Pimpleton, yeah, gotta, gotta win that one. Um, but Florida State, yeah, I mean, you know, this this is a good transition into the you know, the, the way the rest of the schedule looks. Um, you know, they're gonna beat UMass, they're gonna be three and four, and then they're gonna go to that Clemson game the day before Halloween. And and the biggest issue is that Clemson will not overlook FSU, um. Florida State has not been good for four or five years, but you still get every team's best because you're Florida State and you have that brand and there's that recognition. And so teams know, man, I, this is my shot to get FSU when they're down. And that's why you get Louisville's best game. And that's why you get Syracuse's best game. And that's why you get Jacksonville State's best game and Wake Forest's best game. These teams are obviously losers, you know, in the grand scheme of college football. They may have a good year this year or that year or may, but like these teams aren't any good in the grand scheme of college football. But when they see a team like a program like Florida State, top 15, 20 program ever struggling, I mean, that's when they want to get their shots in because they know they're not going to yeah. be able to do that forever. And so the thing about Clemson is they're you're not going to sneak up on them, but their offense is really, really bad. They beat Syracuse 17 uh, – I'm sorry, 13 17 to 14, right? uh, 17 17 to 14 yeah. this weekend. Um, Syracuse missed a field goal as time expired – or just just – not as time expired with about a, with just under a minute to go. An easy on a, field <laughs> on a on a fourth and one that Dino probably should have gone for. Yeah. You you just yeah. got to kind of trust your guys to get that one yard. It was I think it was third and four, and they picked up three running the ball. Got to go get that one yard, and and they were driving. I mean, they were well inside yeah. field goal range. May have scored a touchdown there, may not have, but uh, game should have at the very least gone to overtime with a closer field goal after picking up that first down. So um, they really should have lost to Syracuse this week, who Florida State beat. You know, Clemson and Florida State beat Syracuse by the same amount. Two very different games. Clemson's defense is much better than FSU's, but I think FSU's offense is much better than Clemson's. So I think that game will go back and forth. I think it'll be just like the Syracuse game. And as long as Florida State doesn't make the detrimental mistakes, the big turnovers, things like that, I think they can be in it. Now, I'm not predicting Florida State wins that game, but I do think that they can be in it. I think it also benefits Florida State that Clemson goes on the road and plays a very good Pittsburgh team this weekend. Pittsburgh's 5-1. and one. 
and ESPN says that they have a 63% chance of winning that game. Pittsburgh, uh, their only loss of the season was to Western Michigan, kind of a weird game <laughs> that, they lost, <laughs> that they lost 44 to 41. Um, they, you know, kind of an inexcusable loss for sure. And Kenny but, Pickett's uh, the best quarterback in the ACC this year. I don't think it's close right now. Oh, he's been killing it. Yeah. And so they're going to go get beat up on the road at Pittsburgh. And so, you know, you'd love for them to, and we kind of, you know, have the two weeks to prepare for Clemson. And so, you know, kind of grasping at straws in a way to win that. But if there was ever a, a season to upset them or a year to upset them, it would be this one because their offense is just absolute garbage. And if Florida State wins that game, they'll go into every game for the rest of the year thinking they're going to win. I'm not saying they'll win every game the rest of the way because obviously there are teams left on the schedule that have already beaten Clemson. But if Florida State can can find a way to upset Clemson, they won't go into another game thinking that they're going to lose it. Um, so that'll be a big one. That'll be a lot of fun, that game. It's just weird that, that we are sitting here six games into the season talking about potentially beating Clemson and not being a surprise, right? Heading into the season, we thought for sure, like, you could have given me – you know, 34 and a half points. I'm probably taking Clemson at that point right now that they can't score 34 points. So you feel okay about your chances, but like you mentioned, TJ, that it, you're right. Like that Florida state, that spear on the helmet still holds a lot of weight. I remember my senior year, North Carolina was not good in basketball. Me and my good buddy Weston, who I'm actually going to meet at SeaWorld here with his kids, um, Got a call from uh, Coach Ham's office said, hey, we, we got seats for you guys right behind the Florida State's bench in the Dean Dome. And we drove up on a Wednesday morning to the game, came back that same night. North Carolina was not good, but we watched that game and it was Florida State. Clearly, they saw Michael Jordan and, and you know, all the all Vince Carter, all the greats, Jerry Stackhouse, all the greats from North Carolina on the opposite bench because they just ran them out of their own gym. And that's kind of, and we still felt good as Florida State fans. Like, yeah, we know North Carolina sucks, but we, we still beat North Carolina. Oh, yeah. That's what Florida State is for everyone in the ACC. Even when we're bad, people go look at attendance numbers for any ACC game when Florida State plays there versus their average. I guarantee you more people show up in Florida State's there because we built this conference, right? The, the ACC was nothing until Florida State came into the conference in 92. And ever since then, we built this thing. We, we've won far more ACC titles than Clemson since we've been in here. And it's going to be tough. But yeah, UMass, easy win. Clemson, I'm probably picking Clemson, just to be honest, because I think player for player, we can't match up. But I'm not saying we have no chance, because that's if definitely they, a game we could win. If they'd have lost to Syracuse, I also had them losing to Pittsburgh. If they'd have been, yeah. if they'd have come in on a team, I'd have probably picked FSU. But let's see how they, I want to see how we look against UMass. Not that you can really yeah. glean a lot of from that, from that, but I want to see how they look against Pittsburgh, and then maybe I'll. Well, get I think little, you can glean a little, a little bit. I get a little bit spooky with my uh, prediction there. I think we can learn a little bit week. if we beat UMass like we should. You know, forty-eight to three, forty-eight to ten. Don't let it be like a thirty-one to fourteen game. Because that you lose, I feel like this team has been building a ton of momentum since the second half of that Louisville game. Don't don't let it go to waste against freaking Walt Bell and UMass. Blow them out and give us a chance to where we wake up, uh, you know, in a few weeks, thinking, "Hey, we might beat Clemson today," which nobody thought heading into the season. Yeah. So the next week will be NC State, who had a really good game on the road at Boston College, um, a matchup between a couple of FSU's upcoming opponents. Um, NC State ends up winning that game 33-7. to um, You know, I like that this game is, is back in Tallahassee. I think that it would be pretty tough. NC State has looked good at times. 
you know, but they have been very hot and cold. They lost to a Mississippi State team 24 to 10 early in the year. Uh, they barely beat Louisiana Tech uh, just two weeks ago. Well, I guess it was three weeks ago now because they were they had a bye. But uh, and then they they beat BC with a couple of uh, splash plays. It was 33 to seven, but they had a blocked punt for a touchdown. They also had a couple of tipped interceptions that kind of gave them short fields. Devin Leary looked um, looked pretty good. 16 for 24, 251 yards. Um, that is kind of what will worry me there is, is their passing game. He had three touchdowns as well. Um, he's going to worry me throwing the ball. But uh, Florida State against NC State, I, I actually think that game may be just as tough as the Clemson one. You know, maybe yeah. you get a little bit of a, a little bit of a break in um, talent level overall, but they definitely have a better quarterback. Thank God that game is in Tallahassee. Obviously, Raleigh gets scary enough to play at when, when we are good. Um, but that NC State game will be a tough one um, for Florida State to pull off. Obviously, if they pull off the upset in either of those games, would be massive. Yeah. Uh, the next week is a Miami team who, I will say this, is as bad as they've been, they – I'm not as sold that that's a guaranteed win as I was last week. They definitely looked better against North Carolina. North Carolina is not good, but that kid, Tyler Van Dyke or whatever his name is, pretty good. Um, looked pretty comfortable out there against North Carolina, who, again, they're not great, but looked really good. They're, they've still got some athletes, and so I think that game is going yeah. to be an absolute battle. Um, battle of it's two, two, and four teams right now. So we'll see who goes into that game with the better record. Um, may go into the same record at, at three and six. Well, they have um, NC State, so I don't know about that. <laughs> do they play a winnable game until then? No, they have NC State next. Um, I'm Maybe not sure who's after Pitt that. NC State, Pittsburgh, Georgia Tech. I, Ooh, I that's, mean, they, that's one and two right there. Yeah, they could maybe upset Georgia Tech. Um, so the Miami game will be one that's fun. I, you know, I don't know how much different I feel about that. I, I, I would pick Miami if, if that game was today, but it would be yeah. like razor thin. But that's most that? TJ, probably, probably. I mean, it's tough with two kids and yeah, you know, everything else. I have like, no kids and I don't really want to go. So yeah, well, I probably am. I'm, I think I, I'm going out this weekend. I think I'm going to the UMass game. Yeah, um, I mean, front row for twelve bucks can't beat it. Um, so let's have season tickets, bro. Like relax. Um. <laughs> So the Miami game one, I mean, I think we'll know more about that game as we get a little bit closer. I want to see how Florida State plays against Clemson, how they play against NC State. See, the North Carolina game was such a like a, such a I don't know so different than the way we played last year. So I just need to know that that North Carolina game this year wasn't a mirage, and that we actually can play well and, and be a good team. And that, well, that's what scares me about Clemson is that we didn't know TJ what we were going to do to North Carolina to where we outside of the 10-0 start for the heels, we kind of dominated the game. And we're not going to learn anything against UMass because it's UMass. They're 128, like you just said, out of 130 teams in the country. So Clemson, like, just don't get blown out by Clemson is all I ask. Because it, even if you lose a close one, I think fans will be happy and say, hey, it's still Clemson. They still have, you know, the one of the top four rosters in the country like they will every single year for the foreseeable future. Keep that game close. And that might be enough confidence to get a win over NC State, Boston College, a Miami team, Florida. I don't know. I I have no idea what's going on with Florida. Um, that Boston College game, going to that one really, really quickly. Um, 
That one I feel a little bit better about. I know that's yeah. on the road in November. In November, but that's that's not yeah. easy. But they're a team that barely beat UMass, right? Like beat UMass yeah. by well seventeen, so enough. But hopefully, we beat UMass by more. If we uh, beat UMass by seventeen, I'll be upset. <laughs> they played Clemson close, right? Yeah. Only lost to Clemson by six, and then they just got blown out by NC State. And got some other good. They got a good win against Missouri in there. Not that Missouri's great, but. You know, any kind of win against a Power Five or a CC school is definitely not awful, as long as it's not Bandy, right? But um, yeah, like they're a tricky team. They play Louisville, Syracuse, Virginia Tech, and Georgia Tech before us, so I think we'll know a lot more about that team when we get there. And then obviously, you finish up with Florida, who they're such a such a so so weird. They you know their offense looks terrible one game, and then their defense looks bad the next. They they can't score against Kentucky, and they can't stop LSU. LSU's not good this year. Um, but for the second year in a row, and I believe the ninth out of 12 times, Coach Orgeron gets LSU to win. Not that he's been there for all of them. But for the ninth out of 12 times, LSU beats Florida. Um, Shout out to a uh, friend of the show, Brad Johnson, and his son, Max, for going 2-0 and against Florida now. I mean, I love to see it. I mean – not that it, not that it's not impressive that he's done that, but I mean, just every quarterback does that. Yeah. They're, they're like nine of their last twelve. Like they just, Florida is just. I don't know. It's great to see. Um, we can talk about them for just a minute. I, I still pick Florida over us. I mean, I yeah. still think that's going to be the toughest game left on the schedule. I think that one will be even tougher than the Clemson game because their offense is a little Agreed. bit better, yeah. and I think that we'll be able to run on them a little bit. But I just don't know that it'll be enough to actually win that game. We'll kind of need some some big breaks to go in our favor because I do think that they have a lot of talent. Um, on offense that we will struggle with. Um, but it is nice seeing Florida struggle, a uh, team that really thought that they had aspirations of of getting to the SEC championship game, of uh, dethroning Alabama, Georgia, and, and the, you know, Texas A&M, the, the actual good teams in the SEC. Um, it's fun to watch Dan Mullen um, be an absolute clown that he is and continue how, to lose games. How many uh, wins over Power 5 teams does Florida have, DJ? This year they beat Vandy and Tennessee, so they have two. Yeah, what does Florida State have? Same as us. Nah, I'm, I'm I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's going on in this state right now. And Miami has zero, by the way. <laughs> I saw a, I saw I saw a stat that said that if um if Florida State does end up beating UMass, which we very much expect, uh, Dan Mullen and Mike Norvell's records over the last ten games will both be four and six. Jeez. Um, <laughs> so um. Yeah, not good, but it's great to see that. Um, it's great to see Dan Mullen win yeah. 10 games twice in a row and, and Florida think that he was the greatest thing ever. Um, and then once Mac, uh, you know, Jim McElwain's players are no longer there, uh, Mullen is about to put together back-to-back eight and four seasons. And so that is beautiful to see. Um, you want a guy like Mark Richt in at Florida because he's always going to be just good enough to keep his job, but never good enough to put them over the top. He doesn't have that killer instinct like Jimbo Fisher has. He doesn't have that killer instinct like Nick Saban obviously has, or even Dabo Sweeney or um, any, you know, Urban Meyer or Lincoln Riley or any of those guys. Doesn't have that killer instinct, can't put a team over the top. Uh, and so you want a guy like that, that that will just keep them just good enough to keep his job, but never good enough to get over the hump and uh, and take them to the promised land like so many other coaches have. I don't think he has Kirby, Kirby Smart's killer instinct. And I think he's a better game day coach. He's better X's and O's guy. But I'd take Kirby Smart in in a in a do or die uh, last second because I think Mullen just kind of sits on his hands and and 
I don't know. Just he's just not that guy. You know that you're not that guy. Videos. You're, he's you're not, not that, that guy, guy, pal. Yeah. Mullen's no, the, that guy. Dan Mullen, I think, would be a top five offensive coordinator in the NFL. Like his exes and over good, is so strong. It's a good thing for us. The NFL didn't want him yeah. last year. Yeah, it, which is wild because I I think there's a place in the NFL for him, and I hope the NFL still does not want him because man, that that guy he is a legitimate genius on the offensive side of the ball when calling plays and scheming things open, he can't recruit, which is the biggest thing in college. Like if you can't recruit in college football, there's no reason Dan Mullen should not have his pick of five-star quarterbacks every single year. And no one even wants to listen to him or take a call from the guy. And he doesn't get the elite players in the trenches either. And like you mentioned, he's Mark Richt. Like he's the perfect guy. He's Jimbo Fisher without Jameis Winston. Like that's what he is. Yeah, no. I mean, at least Jimbo was a great recruiter, right? Yeah, like, Jimbo. And he you know, knew to fill a staff of recruiters, Jimbo. you know, Eddie Grands and James Coley's, those yeah. guys. That's the other thing, too. He knew how to surround himself with talent. And Mullen, yeah. Mullen doesn't – he can't assemble a staff. He can't – I mean, I don't know what's happened with his QB developing, but this is Emory's third or fourth year in the season – in the system, and he's terrible. Uh, can't recruit. Um Way too loyal to people, whether that be players that he should be starting somebody else, or whether that be that was a coaches problem. or whatever, yeah. you know. And and that's what happened. These guys are buddies; they don't want to fire their friends. I get it, you know. But sometimes you gotta, you know. I mean, it usually ends up working out for them. You know, they end up failing their way into seventy-five million dollar contracts. But you know, at the end, <laughs> does, of the day, does any conference just recycle the same coaches like the SEC does? It's like the NFL, right? <laughs> it's just oh. You were, yeah, you were coached yeah. here. Yeah, we'll take you. Yeah, we'll take you. Yeah, come be our coordinator. That, like, the SEC, nope. they don't want any outsiders. They're just going to shuffle coaches all around. Yeah, I think that it's kind of good for us because if they'd have won 10 games one or two more times, he would have gone to the NFL. But now, I mean, I think it's good because he'll be there for a while. So you can't fire him, they, right? Yeah. No, not, no. I mean, look what they were coming from. So yeah, they're, yeah. you know, they're kind of stuck in purgatory, but that's fine with me. Um, so, um, all right, what's your final record right now if you had to predict it? Florida State season, we're, I mean, obviously we're going to say we're three and four after seven yeah. games. We're going to be underdogs in every other game the rest of the way, I would think. Yeah, How many upsets do we get? We should be. I'll, I, I'm trying – going back to that second half of Louisville, I feel really good. I, I think the team has made tangible progress each step along the way since then from the second half of Louisville to Syracuse to North Carolina. I, I just don't know that – the trenches are, are an issue for me. I don't know if we can hold up in there. I'll say four and eight. Uh, we beat UMass and we get one more. Um, I, I can't get us to five or six right now, but I hope I'm wrong. I hope after Clemson, because UMass again, we're not going to learn anything, but I hope after I watch us play Clemson, I can say either we beat them or we're close enough to where I can say, you know, we might get to five or six, but as of today, I'm going to say four and eight. I'm between four and five. Um, but I, I'm, I think I'm with you. I, I need to see us play Clemson before I can get to that fifth yeah. win. Um, or maybe I'll get real froggy on here next Sunday if we beat uh, UMass by 50. Maybe I'll go with five wins. Are we going to have over half of the double fries staff predict Florida State to beat Clemson? Because that would be just wild. No, I'm going to go with people. <laughs> I'm going to go with less. Are gonna be, if we win by 40 or more, I'll take us to beat Clemson. Okay. Uh, that's, that's we might because UMass is that bad. Yeah. So anyway, um, all right, a couple of quick things and we'll get out of here. Iowa loses Cincinnati. Cincinnati now goes to number two. They're in, right? Like you can't put them to number two 
if they, they win if out, they, they're in. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. If they if they were to win out, you can't drop them. How yeah. mad is that you make UCF fans? Make them pretty mad. <laughs> they they we, picked the wrong year to be good. Yeah, we've never seen it. I do think Cincinnati. This is 2007 good. again. This is yeah. 2007. I think Cincinnati's good, but I just think there's no one else that's good. Like they're kind no, of a, yeah. like that UCF year, there were other good teams that made it tough. Now it's just yeah. like, okay, well, somebody has to be in the playoff. So anyway, um, yeah, it's probably going to end up being what? Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, now that they picked the right quarterback. And Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State. Yeah, they're, I don't see Ohio State losing another game this year. Michigan, I guess, is a dark they, horse that could crush the party. But. Yeah, Michigan, Penn State, and Michigan State are all undefeated still, yeah. aren't they? The Big so is looking good, man. <laughs> I think in two weeks, so that Halloween game that we're talking about, Florida, Florida State, Florida, Georgia, <laughs> Florida State, Clemson, yeah, Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan, Michigan State. Oof. That's like oh, that's, that lineup. That's a spooky day right there. Can you even believe <laughs> that I put a Florida State Clemson game in that lineup? But I'm still excited to see it, to see where we're at. Um, we expected to lose that game by 30 plus. So if we lose by 15, then I'm gonna be thrilled. Yeah, so. right. Um, UGA, speaking of them, they they're just dominating everybody. Oh. Kentucky actually covered the spread with three seconds to go last night in the absolute most garbage time backdoor cover I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Um, horrid for anyone that took UGA minus 21 and a half. I mean, I didn't, so it's fine. But, I did. <laughs> um, yeah, bad way to lose. But UGA is absolutely on another level right now. They continue to just dominate everyone in their path. Uh, they do not play a good team left on the schedule. Obviously, they no. have the cocktail party, which obviously things get weird in rivalry games, but they don't play another good team that they should lose to until they take on Alabama in um, – Atlanta. If it's, it's uh, Alabama, if they drop another game, it, it may be someone else. That's true. Um, but I think Texas A&M has lost two SEC games. They, oh, well, they'd have the win against them, the head-to-head. So, yeah. They've Texas already lost A&M. two, and they'd have to win out at that point. Yeah. Um, I don't know. <laughs> so the West has turned into the East, and the East has turned into the West with one good team. So, yeah. anyway, um, you know, I, I like Georgia. I, I, I know we say this a lot. Well, not a lot, but I know that we've said this before, but it might be George's year, man. They're, they're Harlan's pretty... asking if a, if a two-loss Bama team gets in. I don't think so. Any other year, I'd say absolutely not. I, this might be the year we have to have a two-loss team in the playoff just because they're dropping like flies, and we're only six weeks in. So I, I don't know. I, I, I agree with you today, TJ, that no. But I, I just think this season's going to be funky, and we're going to have – I think I would not be surprised if we had a two-loss team. I won't predict it, but it would not surprise me at all. Yeah, if yeah, what would make it tough is that I think the Big Ten champ is going to finish with one loss or less. Yeah, and I think Oklahoma finishes with just the one loss. So if that's the case, you're you're going to need Cincinnati to drop. You're going to need you know Bama to beat Georgia in the SEC, which then you know they wouldn't have two losses. So anyway, I I, I think it'd be tough. But if so, if like a really weird weekend happens again. I guess stranger things have happened. I mean, you you were there. you were really young, but uh, and I was young, but I barely remember it. Thinking of that, I think it was ninety eight. It was either ninety eight or two thousand. One of the years we lost in the national title game, where so many teams had to lose just for Florida State to even get into it, and that was just when it was two teams in the BCS. Because like Kansas State lost, they would have been in. Um, I think Miami beat UCLA, they would have been over been in over us and Miami actually beat us that year and we still made it into the playoff or the BCS championship game I think we could have a 
we have six weeks left. So uh, championship Sunday could be one like that, but it just a lot of fun. It college football is the greatest sport in the world. And uh, this is why right here. Yeah, no, it's a ton of fun. Excited for our team to take the field on Saturday, get back into um, watching them compete and watching them play. Um, Richie, do you have any shout outs before we get out of here though? Um, yeah, just shout out my, uh, my buddy Weston, you know, he, I was his best man. He was mine. I'm going to, with my wife to meet him, his wife and his two kids at SeaWorld and probably not do any of the fun rides and just go to like Pets Ahoy or something. So it'll, it'll be a blast. And then we'll watch the Steelers tonight. He's a big Pittsburgh fan. Uh, so they're, they're staying with us and we'll watch the Steelers. So shout out Najee Harris, my fantasy football running back. Um, I don't have any shout outs today. Shout out uh, Florida State for not losing for the third week in a row. Um, other than that, yeah. that's all I got. Um, all right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Interact with us on social media. We definitely appreciate it. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, wherever you find the pod. Uh, we appreciate that. Double fries, no slaw. Again, brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. We'll be back on Thursday to preview the UMass game. That will be a quick episode because <laughs> I have nothing to say about UMass. But we, we have the biggest prize. UMass insider yeah. ready for interview. No, just kidding. We'll it's... do our prize picks and get out of here. So maybe because it's halfway through the year, Richie can recap the prize picks, see where we stand on that. Actually, so. I will. I'll go back and listen to those. So anyway, all right. Thank you guys for hanging out. Until next time, go Noles.